0: So you think you're untouchable
1: Word life this is basic doganomics this is basic doganomics <laughs> word life I'm untouchable but I'm forcing you to feel it word life this is basic basic doganomics 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 word life I'm untouchable but I'm forcing you to
2: feel me. Welcome 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 we are once again live not in the bare face studios but out of a dungeon in New Jersey, that's me, the devil's advocate, with my co host, checking wiki himself, the
0: and gentlemen, are we all Atlantic? Like the new belt? <laughs> I think so. Looks that
2: way. Yeah
0: unlike the countries featured on the, so. and the people in the tournament. But anyway, we'll get back to that. And if anybody's and actually my... in a bear cave, we could say it's me, because there's been bears spotted in front of my house just as recently as a month ago. Nice. But it wasn't it wasn't Freddy.
2: And our other co-host, straight from heaven himself,
1: <laughs>
2: the Reverend Jason Tom.
3: Hey, And I bring you all good tidings, both. Cody Rhodes and CM Punk this week. Successful You're surgeries fine. on the mend. will be back one, one so, I guess. So yeah, I bring you
2: good Alright, well my normal segment, I usually do birthdays, deaths, and debuts. Let me quickly do that. Uh, everybody's favorite, Ty Conte's birthday is today. And today in 1995 is the debut of Christian Cage, so... Uh, interesting day in wrestling. So where do we want to begin, boys? Do we want to review the pay-per-views?
0: Yeah, let's go in chronological order.
2: All right. So NXT in your house was first. So the good reverend, did you watch NXT, and what did you think?
3: I watched some, a good chunk of it. And I actually liked what I saw, which was a surprise. Um, I watched the opening match, the Sixth man Uh Legato del Fantasma and the, the, I guess the non-specific um, Italian Mafia film-based family wherever they are. Um, it was actually good. It was better than it had any right to be. There, It was very enjoyable. And I, I always say that Legato del Fantasma. Those guys can go. So that was fun. Um, watch the women's title match because to see if Wendy Chu could live, live out her dreams, but um, that was pretty good. I think, you know, I think we talked about this last week. Mandy Rose isn't the best wrestler, but she's the right person to have in that position there right now.
2: She wrestled um, more in that match with her top than she did her opponent. Yes, she did,
3: um, and the camera. Uh, crew seem to wrestle, wrestle with their conscience a bit uh um, <laughs> some of those angles um, <laughs> yeah uh, what else uh, There's. oh yeah and the North American title match which was worth watching. I don't want to miss Carmelo Hates matches I, I was a little su- surprised with the outcome but good match how about you guys
0: I think the six-man tag was way better than I expected. Um, I know Toting D'Angelo's gotten knocked for not being that great of a wrestler, but, and it might have been the opposition, but I was really impressed with that six-man. Uh, the women's tag team title match, I could take it or leave it, but that's fine. Um, you know, the North American title match, I will totally agree with you. I did not see that coming. I actually thought Carmelo Hayes should get moved up into the NXT title pitcher, so I'm wondering why they went this route. And maybe Cameron Grimes is due to go up. I don't know. I don't otherwise I don't know why you would have just put the belt on him for two months. Yeah, the Wendy Choo Mandy Rose match, it was fun. Um, I could I honestly I, I could say top to bottom, it was really fun. Um way better than I thought it should uh-huh. be in this entire show.
3: Is that a fun? Yeah. Is that a, a- Uh, a good pun there yeah so yeah
0: yeah, a little bit um the breaker gacy match was okay i thought they really were pushing too hard for the oh is he going to get himself disqualified thing because i think they there was like three or four indication or segments where they were trying to tease it and after like the second or third one i was like all right can can we let this go can we move on now this is you know this is kind of pushing it um yeah, it was it was a very good show. It was way better than I expected it to be. was Was it a show where they had these matches, the old time classics? No, it wasn't. But that's that's not what NXT is anymore. If you go back and watch NXT prior to the network, this is what it was back then. You know, you sometimes bring up, bring down, release really, people from the main roster to help the youth get over, but otherwise, it's really trying to get people ready for the main show, and that's what it was. Initially intended to do, and it just for a while they had some great indie wrestlers that brought it to a different level and actually made it a more entertaining brand than the top two. Um, they've come to the conclusion that this needs to go back to being truly a developmental territory, so be it. You know, um, I keep waiting to hear from somebody, even people that got fired uh, before or right after the 2.0 incarnation started. Like recently, I was listening to a podcast that William Regal did a few weeks ago. And even he was defending the decision that was made, which I thought was out. I was like, they fired you, dude. So it seems like across the board, everybody was in agreement, which I'm a little surprised about, especially when that's coming from people that got fired. But anyway, uh, that being said, I'm not really overly intrigued with a lot of these characters they have on there. I like Cameron Grimes. I think Carmelo Hayes has a future. Uh, I I get a kick out of Tony D'Angelo. I'm not going to lie about all that. But is it must-see TV every week? It hasn't been in a while.
2: Well, I don't have a lot to add. Um, I liked the opening match. I thought it was good. Um, I think they made a mistake putting the belt back on Hayes. um, Because I'm going to go back to this several times during this podcast is who's the next challenger? Right. I mean, Joe Gacy's character did not get over. It was not I thought it was not a good character. I don't think he's a very good wrestler. Um, I, it was he was primed for Carmelo Hayes to take the next step and, and beat Breaker and get and let Breaker go to the main roster. And for whatever reason, they put him back in the North American title picture. Which again leaves neither one of them without a challenger. Now Breaker and Hayes really don't have any challengers. No one really has, you know, stands up and that you could say is the next challenger. Um, I don't really care for the Creed match. Didn't really do anything for me. Um, the women's tag team title match didn't do anything for me. Mandy Rose is nice to look at, but Wendy Chu was never going to win, so I wasn't worried about that. And um, like I said, the Gacy match was, uh, Breaker match was whatever. I mean, it, like Anthony said, it was overbooked. Um, you know, no one really ever thought Gacy was gonna win, um, and Akeem. It looks like they're pushing it again, right? Because now he's Druids or something, or I don't know what's going on. I don't. I don't watch the show on a regular basis. I think it's it's telling that um, when we did our picks, um, we all pretty much ran the table except one person, <laughs> Reverend. Um, but
3: oh, really? Did we all run the table? And Uh, and, and I think we all did well. I mean, come
0: on, he only did one worse than you and I, Rob. Well, come on now, it stands out.
3: And I told you why I was making that pick.
2: I'm just saying, what my point is, it was pretty. It was a pretty predictable card, and we don't even watch the show on a regular basis, and we still picked, you know, better than 600. So this goes to show, you know, that they were not breaking any new ground. There are certain people you know we're gonna go over and there are certain people who aren't um, but it was you know again an enjoyable show, but did it make me want to like I didn't watch NXT this week. it's still in my DVR I read the results, but it nothing uh, stood out to me where I wanted to watch it so I didn't as of yet I still might but you know So all right so with that said we move on to hell in the cell um, and. It w- I'll start, I guess, since I'm talking now. Um, I thought it was good. Um, there were some good matches. Um, there was a couple, you know, eh matches. Like um, the Theory, Mustafa Ali, the Madcap Moss, Baron Corbin. They were good. They were raw matches, in my opinion. I don't know if they were pay-per-view worthy. Um, but they were decent. I mean, everybody seems to be giving Moss a lot of credit. I know Bubba Ray and... A few other people went online and were like, oh, he's a made man now. And I'm like, eh, is he really? I mean, come on. You know, let's see him Let's see him wrestle someone other than Baron Corbin over the next few months, and we'll see what he's got, right? Because their matches have become very predictable. Um, the mixed match, eh, you know, whatever. Ezekiel, Kevin Owens, I think they made a mistake. I think Ezekiel should have won. I don't really see what Kevin Owens benefits from going forward in this feud. He's won. He, he beat him. So why should he accept any more matches against Ezekiel? So I don't really understand that. Um, the Bobby Lashley match, I think I called that that MVP was going to take the hit on that one. And he did. Um, the triple threat match for the women was a really good match. Again, I felt bad for Asuka. I think Asuka should have won. Honestly, if Asuka would have won, you would have had a whole different set of dynamic of dynamics and you could have had that, that feud continue. But, now that Asuka's lost to me, like, she, I know she's still fighting with Becky, but, like, she really doesn't have a leg to stand on. She got pinned. I think it would have been a surprise if Asuka would have walked away with the win. Because then, you know, both Becky and Bianca could have had a, had a uh, you know, a claim to the title because either one of them got pinned. You know, one of them didn't got pinned. So, I don't know. I thought they could have done a little better with that. But, you know, they're not ready to take the belt off Bianca yet. So, you know, poor Asuka has to take the hit. And then, you know, the, the match everyone's talking about is the Cody Rhodes match. And, I mean, if you've never seen what a torn pec looks like, and I had. I've seen pictures. i would never seen it live. I knew what it was going to look like, and it's gruesome, right? And, oh, yeah. you know, kudos to Seth Rollins for, for taking the hit because he really could have made a, a, a case for winning that match and letting that, you know, boil over for the next till he comes back because Cody's going to be gone probably six months. And I read, an, just to finish off, um, I read an instant quote online today, like, Cody Rhodes wrestles with a torn pec, but our world heavyweight champion can't seem to get off his, his couch. And I thought that was really interesting that um, the news came out today that Roman Reigns is also not on the Money in, in the Bank card. So this will be the second pay-per-view in a row that he will not be appearing on. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the benefit was to unifying all the titles when neither title, right, the world uh, tag team titles, nor the world champion. And let's bring up the Intercontinental Championship. None of them defended on a pay-per-view. Right? You could have headlined this with an Intercontinental match or, you know, a match for the tag team titles. But no. Nowhere to be found. And and uh, where's Ronda? You know, I don't understand all these part-timers. Why hire these people if they're not? I mean, I wish I could get this work schedule. I want to show up for work every couple of weeks and do 20 minutes and then disappear for six weeks. I don't understand it. What What is the point of having a Ronda Rousey, a Roman Reigns, if you can't get them on your TV shows? Why give out these contracts? I don't understand this. I mean, you gotta you gotta put an extra layer of of uh, Respect on Ric Flair, who defended his title six to seven times a week, sometimes eight times a week. Didn't take any nights
0: off. That was also untelevised. So, huh? That was also untelevised. You had to pay to go see him in person. That was a different era. Well,
2: I'm just saying, there was, I, I don't understand these contracts. I, I, what is the point? You know, let's sign LeBron James and let him play once a week. Wouldn't happen, right? Let's sign Aaron Judge and let's let him play two nights a week and the rest of the time off. I don't understand it. So, all right, I'm done. Soapbox, off.
0: Going on the Ronda Rousey point you made before I go into my thoughts on the pay-per-view, she's been on SmackDown Mm -hmm. every week, so I really think in her case it was more an issue of they did not have anything in mind that they thought booking wise they could put on the pay-per-view with her which i don't understand what the big deal is when we had fucking mad cop moss and harry corbin or harry sorry happy corbin and hey, there we go harry I corbin over that one. Uh, is he wrestling now Does wrestle with jack hager yeah new tag team but yeah i, I
2: started the wrestling league with these other guys
0: yeah Yeah. Then that, I mean, the night before they set up Natalia as the number one contender, I mean, it's not something that people are clamoring for, but you could have put that on the kickoff show or, some, or put this on the main card. I mean, come on now. Uh, the Intercontinental title match that we're getting tomorrow night, uh, Gunther challenging Ricochet. Why couldn't that have been on this card? That being said, I was pleasantly surprised when the show opened and it looked like they sold out. Because I didn't really think this was a card that people would really be flocking to so uh good for them yeah the show was better than i thought it would be um kind of just expected that that was going to be the case uh the kevin owens i'm going to differ with you on um why he beat ezekiel and it comes right down to the fact that he just was in the ring two months ago with stone cold steve austin at wrestlemania in his return So you're going to have him lose to Ezekiel on pay-per-view on top of that. How far are you going to keep having this guy fall? You know what I mean? I totally didn't think he would take the fall here. I thought that would hurt him way too much, especially after putting over Austin, who hadn't wrestled in 20 years. I get why, but I just couldn't see him losing. I mean, I already think – I think I said several times before WrestleMania – he's going to have all this momentum because he's going to be in the ring with Austin and they're going to find some way to avoid capitalizing on it. And they did. Uh the, uh, the Cody Rhodes thing, I thought very easily. And you brought up Roman Reigns and this is an excellent point. Roman Reigns had a history with Seth freaking Rollins that they could have stepped him in there. They could have already, and they already had the backstory there, especially with the last chapter at the Royal Rumbles. Roman didn't beat Seth Rollins. So you could have easily inserted him there and saved Cody. I really think this was a Cody decision. I think that's been clear. Cody's basically said it himself. I'm surprised that the doctors cleared him, but I've also read that there's been doctors that have been questioned about this in the uh, this week alone. And basically, the prognosis is it was already torn; it couldn't right. get any worse. He was
2: just dealing. Yeah, you with can't pain. do any more damage to it. So,
0: yeah. So. But yeah, when he pulled the yeah when he pulled the jacket off, I it, that, that was hard to watch. And that's as you mentioned, I'd seen. I think it was Triple H infamously had posted a photo after he tore his. But he seemed to tear some. He seemed to tear something all the time. So. <laughs> Quads, you know everything else. So yeah, it was a much better car than I than I thought on paper it would be. But I think realistically a lot of people had predicted this is going to be a better card than people realize it's just on paper not necessarily something we want to see in and, and honestly the one match from SmackDown that really drives me nuts that it was Mad Cat moss versus harry uh, harry corbin yeah i said it again happy corbin i'm not that's happy. his new ring name harry corbin yeah that's i'm, it. I'm not happened. happy i'm not happy when corbin's in the ring so yeah, all the options you had on SmackDown, you could you could have thrown that Usos Riddle versus Shinsuke match on there. Why? Why is that being something? Something's off. Why are some of these matches you could have thrown on pay per view being saved for TV? I think I think they're starting to shift their focus on trying to get those TV ratings up because they know I, what is. We're two years into the TV deals, and what were they initially signed for three? In some cases, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. It's. I think they're going to be focusing more on the TV side for a while. I mean, Peacock. They just the contract probably stipulates that they're going to put on a certain amount of live amounts, a live events a year. So they're not going to put the same effort in as long as they're meeting that obligation. I guess. And now, for the religious aspect of this, I'll pass it on to the Reverend.
3: All right. Um. I guess I should go through these like commandments, man. Um, number one, if thou art a heel, thou shalt not win your match by anything other than nefarious means. Here's my problem. Um, okay, Theory defended his title. Cool. And it was a nice match, um, to what you were saying about it, too. It was a nice match. But he just won clean. I don't see the point. I don't see the point of even doing a little bit of build-up to something like that and making the heel the heel in the lead-up to it and then just having them win clean. I'll never understand that. I'll rarely ever agree with it unless it's, like, a Brock Lesnar or some other monster or even, like, when Kurt Angle would win clean as a heel. Like, okay, I get that. The theory ain't none of those guys. Um, So, boo. Um other than that I mean I enjoyed the show thoroughly um I'll come to the main event in a bit but of course I'm trying to collect my thoughts on this uh the other thing I wanted to touch upon was Moss um I think he'll just be going by Moss soon because that means he'll get he'll be getting a push once he gets one name um and I will say this, the, they had a brawl uh, the night before, the paper the Friday before, and he looked good in the brawl. Like, he looked good making his comeback and, and beating up Torbin, but everybody kind of looks good beating up Torbin. But if he's kind of taking more of a elevated Riddick Moss thing, that's good for him. Maybe he'll be able to do something good. There was any other match from SmackDown. I could have watched Xavier Woods and Butch wrestle for the 480th time instead and probably cared a little more. But, hey, it was what it was. Uh, The women's match was more than solid and very entertaining. I think while, yeah, I feel bad for Asuka having to eat that pin too, I think the story they'll be pushing based off of Monday Night Raw's events is um, Bianca and her former friend, um, member of Judge the Judgment Day there. Um,
2: what oh, um, Rhea Ripley.
3: Rhea Ripley, yes. The newly evil Rhea Ripley. Um, and I think there's, there'll, there'll probably be a program in that, and probably involve the Street Profits, too, because why not? They'll get all six them up and some matches. Um... But it was a really good match. I mean they could all go. And I could see I saw your point for saying yeah Asuka winning that would have made for a very interesting dynamic shift. Um, That being said she and Becky can continue their program and I think that would be fine. i than that, standing out. I mean I, I my takeaway was Cody wrestling that match that I don't know. Did he need to wrestle it? No, they could have gotten around it. I mean, did he make his mark on WWE, perhaps, by wrestling that match? And not only wrestling it, but both of them delivering it in such a way? That's arguable. If, uh, you know, keep him in in everybody's minds for the next however many months he's going to need to heal up and return. I mean, he's kind of cemented himself as a as that main event type guy and that was good i mean you can't go wrong against Seth Rollins in the cell but it was really i was really really impressed with that match and it was hard to watch it was hard to watch him move it was hard to watch him just flex that arm at all i mean but it was good stuff so yeah I, i enjoyed the show um very thoroughly
2: I mean, if you think about who wasn't on this show? You could have built another pay-per-view, right? Yes. There's no McIntyre, so. no New Day, no Sheamus. Um, you know, there's uh, no. You know, a ton of people not on this show, and somehow they still ended up delivering a, a pretty decent show. I mean, I watched, I watched some of Raw on Monday, and I was like, oh, we're going back to the same old shit again. Um, the it, thing I wanted to is bring a
3: surprise up. Surprise a bit.
2: Well, I mean, the thing that we wanted to talk about next was, um, what did you think about um, Judgment, the Judgment Day turning on Edge? I mean, did that make any sense to anyone? I mean, I feel like what they're trying to do is they lost Cody, so they need another face. So they decided it would be Edge. But I'm saying to myself, why would I root for Edge just because his friends beat him up? Like, what is he going to come out and say in a, in a week or two that I'm going to be like oh, yay, you know, I'm so glad Edge is a good guy now. I don't I don't really follow, like, uh, why didn't they let this run some more? I mean, it was just starting to get a little more interesting. Like, why did Finn Balor join the Judgment Day? Where's AJ Styles stand in all this? You know, like, it was just starting to get a little interesting. And then when they turned on him, I remember sitting there going, first of all, why isn't this the end of the show? Because this seems like an end-of-show type thing, right? You leave Edge laying in the ring and you end the show. Because you know the ladies' match while it was fine, it was not a showender. And the second thing, I'm like, what? Are, what's the rationale behind this? And what am I? What is Edge going to say when he comes back that I'm supposed to support him now? So I just didn't, I didn't understand it. Why? Why did they, you know that they didn't even give that time to marinate and they already you know swerved it? So I'm wondering if you guys have any thoughts on any of that. And Jason has his hands up. So go ahead.
3: Yeah, I, I did have a couple of thoughts. Um, so, yeah, also, uh, first I'll tack on to the why should I care. All of a sudden that Edge, why should I root for him? Why should I root for him? Why would I make him a face or a top face if he's not going to wrestle all the time? I mean, you had Cody
2: on every week. And well, Bre- face- edge was wrestling a, a pretty regular schedule.
3: Yes Wasn't and he? no. I mean, really, i if nothing else, I thought... And, and for all I know, maybe he could do it because he's kind of had off, you know. The, the the benefit of having that that faction was he didn't have to wrestle all the time. He could come out and do a promo or he could sit backstage and do a promo. But we weren't really seeing at wrestle. We were seeing him wrestle at events, but that was it. So um, I don't know how that makes how that's going to translate for a, a new top phase. I also think it's bad that that it also says they don't have faith in anyone else to elevate them instead. I mean that's that's a little sad. The other thing that stood out though to me uh, once I got over the like oh they did that either they really believe that Finn Balor will excel in a leadership role in that kind of heelish um, spot, or they have no idea what to do with Finn Balor and said, hey, let's put him with those guys. And I wasn't sure which I was looking at. Because he'll feel Finn Balor was cool. I liked him on NXT, and I was hoping they'd bring that character back a little bit. I don't know if that's what we're going to get or not, but it just felt very uh, out of nowhere.
0: I'm in agreement with both of you guys. I think this was too rushed. The faction barely started two months ago and Edge has already moved on. I did agree with you, Rob, in the theory that maybe they needed to get another face with Cody being injured. Um, That's been discounted. The theory I keep reading now is that they want Judgment Day to be supernatural. And Edge Mm. went to creative and said, I don't think so. This I don't but basically, I don't like this idea, so the solution was, okay, we're just going to write you out of the group. So I don't quite understand it. Finn Balor as a heel I'm okay with because I think he kind of did that in some respects as part of Balor Club in the past. Or Bullet Club, I'm sorry. Bullet Club. So I think he could do it. That I don't have a problem with. I'm hoping this means the Demon's coming back because if not, then I'm going to be disappointed. I also hope this means he's actually going to win some damn matches because they've had him job so often that I'm like... You know he's kind of keeps losing momentum. It's like, ever since he got injured when that night they put the undisputed the uh, universal title on him, it seems like they Vince doesn't have any faith in him. And it's just another case of Vince plays favorites. Certain people get injured, it's okay. Certain people get injured. No, I can't rely on you. I don't get it. I think the Demon King character can really be a top draw for WWE if they do it right. And I'm hope hope, that's the only thing I'm hoping comes out of this because otherwise I don't see what the point of all this was either.
2: I mean, if, if they want a spiritual tone or supernatural tone, they, I, I, Finn Balor's not the guy. Like like a Bray Wyatt would have been the guy. Someone would you know a little mystique to him. I don't understand, you know they they didn't they didn't even like tease like they were going to get rid of edge, or there was a problem between them, right? and And why would you want Finn Balor? You just beat him the night before? Right, And why why didn't A.J. have anything to say one way or the other? You thought A.J. might have come out and wanted to know what Finn Balor did. He, I thought they were close friends, or Liv Morgan, for that matter. I mean, it just didn't – it seemed like it was so random. Like, somebody thought it was a really cool idea, and they just threw it out there. And I'm like – but now, I mean, Edge just called us, like, some horrible names, like, 20 minutes ago. Then his, his, his club kicks him out, and now I'm supposed to be like, yay, Edge, yay. Yeah. So I I don't I don't know. I it just you know, chalk it up to questionable booking once again. You know, we don't have any world title challengers. We don't have a world champion. We don't have, you know, our tag team champion. We don't feel like Riddle after building up Riddle all these months. We don't feel like we can even throw him a title match on a on a second-rate pay-per-view. You know, um I can go on. I I just I don't know it's never going to change until until you stop buying the the merchandise until you stop going to the shows um it's not going to change Vince is going to do what vince wants and we're just going to have to speculate on it and guess so all right well with that said and done let's let's go criticize aew because <laughs> i'm sure we have a I'm sure we have a few thoughts on that um really good show this week okay go ahead um I'm sorry, what?
0: No, I was, I was about to go on a rant, but go ahead.
2: Oh, go ahead, go. No, we like rants, go. Okay. Please, please, All go. Right. Okay. I will, I will, I'll pass it over to you, go.
0: Okay, interim title. First off, and this drives me nuts because UFC has done this shit before. UFC tends to use interim titles when they can't get their champion to agree to a contract or because of injury. The injury one I find to be legit. They've had occasion where they've had interim champions crowned, and then the real champion has been injured up to a year and a half, before he even gets back into the cage and fight again. I feel like we're in a similar situation here because they announced this whole interim title thing. And they didn't at the time even know how long Punk was going to be out. We still haven't been told a timeline. So you're going to keep the belt on a guy, but you're not sure how long he's going to be out for. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So that's that, that's that's uh, issue number one. Issue number two. Okay, we're going to change the rankings last minute, and we're going to make John Moxley the number one contender. He was ranked four the prior week. What did he do to all of a sudden become number one? They lost the match. John Moxley at Double or I don't fucking care. The only thing I want, <laughs> the only thing that he's got that I wouldn't mind having, is, is his wife. Anyway, I knew you were going to say that. Anyway, that being anyway. said, so they make him number one contender. Okay, whatever. We're going to have a Battle Royale. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's going to be a Casino Battle Royale. And the winner of that is going to face Moxley to determine one half of the interim title match. Okay, great. It's going to be in the same night. Huh? So somebody's got to win the Casino Battle Royale and then move on to
2: Moxley in the same night? It's it's because of the the pay-per-view coming up. Everything has to be uh, escalated.
0: but the pay-per-view's not for several weeks. It's still about three weeks away. You could have done the Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly match. Sorry, spoiler alert, folks, if you didn't watch AEW yet. You could have done that next week. It didn't have to be on the same show. That's what I'm trying to get at. And then thirdly, and they hinted at it, so I give them credit for that. How is the last champion, Hangman Adam Page, not even involved? I mean, no challenging sense. challenging Okada. Mm-hmm. Well, Has
2: Okada that's why even been they, cleared? That's what they're going to say, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. I just th- I thought that was I, I the the whole thing just seems so mishmash thrown together. And AEW as a whole, I feel like since Double or Nothing, especially, it's like a lot. A few pieces fell, and they're they're trying to pick up the pieces and reassemble, and they're doing a lousy job of it. I was very disappointed in this week's show. Wrestling wise, yeah, the wrestling's always been great. That's not an issue. Storyline wise, I was like, man, they're all over the place. They need to they need to write the ship a little bit. Okay, That's I had right.
2: a. A couple of thoughts. I think, first of all, the interim title is stupid, right? Just tell Punk when you come back, you'll get the first shot at whoever the champion is, right? Then I think what they should have done is they should have they should have said um, only former champion. They should have had a tournament where only former champions are invited. So um, Hangman, um, I'm trying to think who all like uh, just a couple of guys, Jericho. you can, you can invite the, anybody who was a tag team champion, anybody who was at the uh, a TBS Any or chance. TNT. Right. Anybody who was a former champion gets to be in this tournament. Then you have like four guys, right? And the other thing I was thinking was, I mean, if you, re- if you really wanted to screw this thing up and push this MJF thing to the limit, you could have had F- MJF sneak into the Battle Royal and win. And then, or you know, and, and, ha- and have him have to face Moxley. And, you know, and Tony Khan's like, you can't do anything about it. He entered the match and he won. So they could have went that route, too. I don't really know where they're going with it. And, like, the other thing people were saying is, like, where, where? why wasn't Wardlow in there? Why wasn't Scorpio Sky in there? Why wasn't Sammy Guevara? Like, they missed a lot of big names for whatever reason. And, like, you know, no offense to the Dark Order, but they don't win any matches. Why do they need to be in there? You know? I mean, I, I don't really understand some of the stuff that was going on. Um, I think the interim title is a horrible idea um but the problem is you're running and here's the other problem I had with the show I like the fact that they're having a show with New Japan but here's the thing when Will Offspray came to the ring I was like who the hell are those other guys like they they're not really doing a great job telling you who these some of who some of these other guys are and it's hard to get excited it looks like you know like fans are running in the ring <laughs> And, like, I know who Will Osprey is, but I would venture to guess that you two may not know who Will Osprey is. If I showed you a picture, like, a picture of three guys, you might not know which one Will Osprey. is, which is fine. You're not New Japan guys. So I don't have a problem with that. It's just you're trying to sell this pay-per-view as being this forbidden door, this huge show. But in order for me to get excited, I got to know who these guys are. And unfortunately the rash of injuries that have come about have also caused a problem. Like with Danielson should have been like Danielson should have been in there somewhere, you know? um, And that they lost a few guys due to injuries, you know? So, I mean, it's not a, it's not a good situation. And I think, um, you know, I, I had a feeling, you know, once they announced Moxley, I'm like, well, Moxley's is going to win the whole thing. Right. I mean, he's not going to lose to, I mean, they, they wouldn't be so bold as have him lose to Tanahashi because I was thinking the other angle they could go with is that they lose, New Japan wins and takes the AEW title and goes back to Japan. And Tony Khan comes out and he's like, look, I don't know what's going to go on here. You know, um, we're at a really low point. We lost, you know, we lost a bunch of matches in New Japan. And like you have AEW, all the wrestlers rally around and be like, we're going we're gonna to have a rematch. The next pay-per-view is going to be against New Japan. And they get like their revenge and they win their matches back. And then hopefully by that time, Punk is back. And then, you know, then you've got the whole Wardlow-MJF issue on the horizon. Who wins what matches and when, and who gets what title and when. Um, you know, because it looks like they're going to put the TNT title on Wardlow, but or TBS title. But they painted themselves into, they they, they put him in the same corner, I put him in the same boat as Jade, Char- uh, Jade Cargill. Who's Who's going to beat him? That You know, when you set people, like, remember with Goldberg, the problem with Goldberg is you're like, all right, he's beating everybody. Who's next? They have not shown anybody who's even given Wardlow a a decent match. Right? And then the same thing with with Jade. I mean, she's, she looks unbeatable. Like, they they haven't really set anybody up to be good challengers for them. And there are, are people that can be, it's just, you know, who's gonna beat Wardlow? Who's gonna beat so I mean they're they're AEW's got a different set of problems. They have a lot of talent, but they don't really know how to use their talent. Like why wasn't Adam Page in the in the uh you know, hangman? Why wasn't he in the battle royal like Anthony said? Why wasn't uh you know, a lot of other guys? I think I Kyle O'Reilly was an interesting choice to win. It was a good match, but you knew he wasn't gonna win. I mean, you knew Boxley was gonna win. So I thought it was a bold choice, but at the same time, you're like, you know, come on. We know Moxley's going to this thing. You're not going to have Kyle O'Reilly uh, headline a pay-per-view. No offense to Kyle, but he's just not that guy. So, I mean, um, there are some issues there. And, and then you know, moving on to our next issue, uh, the AEW All-Atlantic title.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Did- Did the Reverend give his opinion on this? I don't remember. I'm sorry, Reverend. Did you? I
3: thought this was just a continuation of the same (laughs) rant of the episode, which to me would be fine.
2: So go ahead. I'll stop right there. Go ahead. You have any thoughts you want to share? Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Kyle O'Reilly is the
3: guy. Oh, thank you. Kyle O'Reilly is the guy you have when you need somebody to lose a really good match. That's the guy you pick. Once you see his name. Once you know he's gonna be in the in the match, like I was shocked when he got the win over Darby Allen at the last event because Kyle O'Reilly doesn't. But he, it was a good, match. it was a really good match with them. Um, I don't know. There's aside from, and I, I didn't I know Wardlow got up there and he's like, oh yeah, no, I was robbed of the TNT title, um, and I want my shot. I want my proper shot at it, or however he stated it. And then they put that 20 on 20 against one match of him versus security guards, which I think we saw every week for the past five weeks, uh, which he won very convincingly every time. So I don't know what the difference is going to be. Um, but whatever. A lot of power bombs. A lot of power bombs. A lot of power bombs. Maybe we get a reenactment of that old WCW as soon as he hits the power bomb ref starts counting without a pin. Um, Maybe. Who knows. It's the only thing that's clear right now to me is the AEW Women's Champion. And that's just because they're letting her finally letting her wrestle. Although I call into question who the competition is right now. Um, But it's just open challenges. Okay, fine. If that's what you're gonna do, if that's the route you're gonna go, open challenges, cool. Until you figure out who's who, it's gonna be. Um, I don't know. There's there's just a lot. Sammy and 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 Sammy Guevara is. I still don't even know why I should care uh, about him. Is he out? I guess he's out at a TNT title picture now. Finally, so that's cool. Um, Scorpio Sky. I Can't tell if he's a face or a heel because. He's a fighting champion um, but he's with Dan Lambert's crew. I don't know there's there's just a lot of questions in the air. That being said it's always saved by the in-ring product it feels it feels like. Um, the question I have with The mm-hmm. Forbidden Door is I'm curious as to why we haven't gotten more Promos from the other side. Like, it's. I don't speak every- English. Will Osprey doesn't speak English?
2: He doesn't have a match yet.
3: But he just came in. He didn't say a word, but he came in. Like, uh, well, he's there'll be next and week. And maybe, maybe, so. maybe he'll do something next week. Um, The dudes that uh, ran in on FTR and Rapungi Express the other week, one of them speaks English. You know, it's. So. And regardless of what it is, you can set up something. from Even backstage, if it's video packages, something to establish who all of these people are for that audience. I mean, I guess I know who Dave Finley is. Because I know who Fit Finley is. That's it. And because I heard someone say his name on the show a couple of weeks back. I was like, oh, oh, there he is. But they didn't really build that up. Like They didn't explain why that would be an important match to have. So, I don't know. They're they're dropping the ball on the storytelling. And I think that's going to be the deficit for a long time to come. I feel like almost we just have to be ready to be frustrated with that.
2: I'm trying to figure out how they're selling tickets to this, considering they've only announced two matches. Like, am I buying tickets to this on the hopes that I'm going to get some good matches? Because I really don't know. All I know is I know two matches so far. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm, they're going to throw more together, I'm sure, but who and what, I don't know. No I'm sure I would lay out, you know, 60, 70, 80, whatever it is, to go to a pay-per-view that I'm not really sure who I'm seeing.
3: Yeah, uh, and... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, unless it's just a, oh, see some of your favorite stars, maybe.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I
3: thought, Encyclopedia, I saw you, you had a point to make earlier, and I kind of just kept talking right over it, but I, I was curious as to what that was.
0: I was just going to say why Sammy Guevara is probably not on TV, but uh, I think I we know what I'm going to say, so I wasn't going to go there. As far as this Forbidden <laughs> Door show... I, I mean I see these people running in last night like Osprey and the guys that nobody seems to know who the fuck they are. And then we saw David Finley, who the only thing I think they really referenced was that he must have been buddies with Adam Cole and that his dad was Fit Finley. And I'm sitting there thinking, "Okay. I see the hardcore fans in the arena are going ape shit for this. If I'm the casual fan that knows nothing about New Japan, why should I give a flying fuck?" I have no interest in this pay-per-view. If anything, this whole interim title thing only made it somewhat more interesting to me. The All-American, All-Atlantic, whatever the fuck they're calling this, this new belt. Again, who cares? I don't know. I, I feel like this Forbidden Door pay-per-view is very quickly becoming like that, that New Japan uh, Ring of Honor super show they did Weekend of WrestleMania 35 all those years ago. That they sold the thing out thinking Cody and the Young Bucks were going to be there. And then guess what? Neither one of the, None of those guys showed up, but it was already sold out. And instead, they ended up with Enzo and Big Cass doing a run in and getting mm-hmm. that nobody knew about except whoever was running the show. Yeah, I, I feel like we're going down that that track right now with this one. So, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure what to think about the show. But if you're a casual fan that doesn't watch New Japan, and uh, and AEW, why should I give a fuck? And honestly. Do we need title matches on this? Is this supposed to be the Forbidden Door? Do we have to put titles on the line? No, just do the dream matches. We want to see it and call it a day, you know. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Well, you brought up the other point. The uh, new title in AEW. No, it's not the trios title. It's the All Atlantic title. Um, I guess it's the answer to the Intercontinental title.
0: Perhaps. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Well, yeah, it's like, what, are they trying to be WWE to have a U.S. and Intercontinental title? Who gives a fuck? And it was On the... the
2: same show? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and it,
0: it, Right. Well, at least Raw SmackDown somewhat tries to have separate rosters. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. But, I mean, um, why not put
2: this title on Rampage?
0: Well, look, and I know I've been singing to the heavens that I don't think this is going to necessarily be a draw for them. But at least if they did the Trials title, it, it still would have been something different than another singles title. So what's next? Are we going to have to have one for the women and we're going to call it the all Pacific title?
2: Well, I mean, maybe on the all Pacific title, they'll have the right countries on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because
2: if you've looked at the, if you haven't looked at the title, um, it's called all Atlantic, yet there are Pacific based countries on this title. Um, Why all Atlantic? I don't know. Why not? international or all world or something along those lines i I don't know um but we're starting to get into that territory where we're getting into old wwe days where we had the european title and the hardcore title and the you know kiss my ass title and the bite my ass title and all these other you know regional title, you know, titles that were being passed around and, you know, nobody could figure out, you know, at one point Shane McMahon was European champion. I mean, that should tell you a lot right there. Um, I don't know.
3: And you still have them defending Ring of Honor titles
2: on the shows. Yes, right, which they have not moved over, uh, to the Ring of Honor show yet. And then, on top of that, we know that there are trios titles made, whether they're ever going to be debuted is another question. I'm waiting for the Midgets title. Um, you know, the uh, one-legged people's title, the French-Canadian title. You know, I'm waiting for all, you know, why not? A- titles for everybody. Title for you, title for me, title for everybody. Um, they're making a mistake. This is a wrong belt. Uh, if anything, they should have done the trio's title. I know Anthony's against all, any more titles, but like he said, at least the trio's title would have been something different.
0: Wait, so does this mean next week Tony Khan's going to announce the 365 title to count of the 24-7? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's going to be the 24 7 european like i like when our truth every time he names the belt he gives it to different names it's going to be that the all-world european 24 365 only yeah. on christmas once a year um for 15 minutes belt
3: that's the forbidden door they should open when he shows up and wins that
2: title you know, I was thinking about one other thing I just wanna I was just thinking about. You know, I know you're opposed to a trios title, but I wouldn't be opposed to like a trios tournament where a team gets crowned the, the trios champion every year. And like like have it like a one night tournament or a couple week tournament and then move on away from it and the next year come back and have like, you know, the top seven or eight trios. But like kind of like what um who used to do that? Oh, I can't think of them now. The one that Mike Quackenbush ran, uh, Chikara. They had a a trios tournament every year where they would crown a, a trios champion, but then that would be it for the year, and then next year they would have another one. I and mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, then you wouldn't have a title; you wouldn't have titles being defended all the time. You would just have a an annual tournament that comes up that you know a team, three team wins, and then you know they move on from it till next year. I don't know. I just was thinking. It would kind of eliminate the idea of having titles. It would just be a tournament. But you know, whatever. It would be okay. something
3: different.
2: Be, all right, I mean, they're not really trying to doing anything different. Adding another belt isn't really doing anything. Right. That's been done. Um, anything else before we move on to the watch along? Um
0: mm, no.
2: Okay. yeah it's yeah. been other I mean it's been a been a few things that happened this week but not like past weeks where there's been like a thousand things so All cool. right so
3: this watch along has some significance. Uh,
2: this why month. don't you tell us what that is?
3: So 20 years ago this month actually it was on uh, June 27th 2002 uh, Kurt Angle stood in the ring ready to give out another gold medal challenge and it was answered by a young debuting John Cena. Uh, so this month marks 20 years of John Cena, although we haven't really seen him much uh, at all in 22. That's all right. He's still around, but, you know, he'll come back and wrestle a match whenever. I think he's scheduled to be on Raw at least next week. Um, let's see. Uh, Did a bunch of dark matches last year. So you never know what they'll do with him this this time around. But yeah, so uh, just trying to think of a Cena match I like. is always the one that sticks out. And it's uh, from the 2007 Royal Rumble. And it is his last man standing match defending the title against uh, the late Imaga. And I just remember that. I just remember that being a really crazy match. I thought it'd be fun to watch. It's
2: 2007,
3: so, right? Yeah, so with that, if uh, in the Peacock Network, which I still maintain is terrible, but that's okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> use what we got. Um, it is season 20. 20. And it is at that one hour, seven minutes, and 41-second mark. That's the beginning of the match. That's the beginning of the um, entrance.
2: And yeah. All right, so anytime you want to kick it off.
0: Yeah, you picked it. You get to do the countdown, buddy. All right.
2: Um,
3: And just remember to adjust for ads, because there will be ads. And uh, yes, and we'll count it down in three, two, one.
1: The following is the last man standing match, and it is for the WWE Championship.
3: Oh, there's Lillian Garcia doing her thing. Who I miss the more I hear SmackDown's announcer. I really miss Lillian Garcia.
2: I really hate uh, NXT's announcer. I don't know why her voice just makes me insane.
0: Jeez, I saw the green. I thought, wait, I thought we were watching the Royal Rumble, not Velocity. Hmm. I wonder how
3: long that Umaga gimmick would have gone for. It could have gone for before he you know, had to change. To the for
1: title match. But one thing about Umaga is since last so April,
3: remember him trying to evolve that character a bit. Time.
0: Well, He's a guy that died and too young. Just like a lot of them. Hey, there's a sign guy. Umaga. Just for you, Rob, I'm going to do this with his manager, Armando Alejandro Estrada.
2: I mean, the problem is once they set these guys up as monsters and they lose, then they lose all of their, you know, their, uh, I don't know, what what do you call it? Their mystique. Mystique. Thank you. Mystique. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it is. Uh,
3: it's tough. Like it. It makes it more impressive that their characters, like. Undertaker and Kane that managed to kind of stay as strong as they did for as long as they did even despite having to lose matches
2: well I used to laugh at when Kane would come out after a while I'm like everybody in the roster's pinned him at one point what would you be scared of you know like his, his, his flame goes off and you're like oh here comes Kane um he's lost everybody in the roster at this point what am I That's supposed it. to be scared of
3: he was always the suitable replacement.
2: Or, you know, The Undertaker's music hits you. You're like, okay, well... Really? You're still scared? You're still scared of the music after all this time? I mean, come on now.
3: I think, I think you're a grown there's man. just a general... Um, there's a general aversion to getting one's ass whipped. I, I
2: think. I think right, when that's he was, what we're supposed to at, Towards the end, when he was kind of limping down to the ring, I'd be like, that old man's gonna beat me up? Really?
3: <laughs> Even if I was worried about losing the fight... I could probably just—I
2: could just run. He's not <laughs> gonna catch me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't think anybody's running from Umaga though.
2: Well, not I anymore.
3: Well, I mean, that, of course. That takes a move. I wouldn't want to chase him.
2: I hate John Cena.
0: I was wondering how long it was going to take you I hate John Cena
2: I mean I like him as a person I think he's a really nice person but man I hate his, hate his character
0: I, I still remember going to one of the local sports bars to watch all the pay-per-views rather than pay for them um, and every time John Cena came out before it became a thing uh, we would start singing the John Cena sucks I think I even have a video on YouTube when we did it one time and it was really before it became a thing
2: It's funny how many wrestling themes lend themselves to calling that wrestler the, that they suck. Oh, definitely. We, have, we have John Cena, we have Kurt Angle.
3: Just the fact that that you suck caught on as strongly as it did, just for what? One-and-a-half almost for Medge. Uh, it's stuck for like, pretty much his whole career.
0: Although now it almost is like the You Suck chant for Kurt Angle. It's almost become like a turning of endearment or something.
2: Are, are you? Is he breaking up like I hear him breaking up? Yeah, a little bit. You're breaking up. Continue <laughs>
0: Okay, I can't do anything about that. Yeah.
3: Stop yeah. downloading all that sinful stuff on your Wi-Fi. <laughs> or at least share the links. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> oh reverend.
0: If you guys are having bandwidth issues with me, it's really because we're watching this crap.
3: What is I blame the Peacock Network, Ben. Oh,
2: that's a count it's
1: a, it's Good it's for Peacock. nothing.
3: Uh, it's a cock. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a oh cock. man! I'm crying because we're the only three who probably still remember that reference. Right They're
2: sorry. making another movie.
0: <laughs> I saw that. What?
2: There's another Beavis and Butthead movie coming out. I don't, I don't know why it is, though. How? I don't know. I mean, my
3: judge must have like, but, I mean, Alzheimer's that by now or something. He shouldn't remember what, how to
2: write any of that stuff. Where was I watching that not too long ago? And I was like, man, it's, they would never make this now.
0: Paramount Plus? It's so
2: inappropriate. They would never make this stuff now.
0: Well, I watched when I finally watched The Office. I was like, "Oh my God, this was barely on TV less than 10 years ago. How did this slot? You know?"
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Now, now, you know, it's funny. It was so funny, but on TV, now you have to be PC. But on social media, all bets are off.
2: Well, how did um anybody remember how John Cena hurt his ribs? Was this an earlier Umaga attack? I think yeah, well they it was a table attack. Well
3: I think and he they had, had them through a table.
0: and I think this is the era where they still had that New Year's Revolution pay per view and that was actually their first match. Yes,
1: that's that's correct. Good train this <laughs> week. not get all of physical preparation and for this match due to that injury and uh, Cena now trapped in the corner referee here only to utilize that tin count and
0: Cena got a foot up this is also that card that we had the uh, Mr. Kennedy Batista match where I swear and I was one of them but the people in the arena had turned on Batista and we were hoping Kennedy would win the belt is
3: was this that it was. Really? Yeah. The count is in progress. And the count is up the five. Cena beginning to stir. Kennedy, another guy who won injury, and they said, Oh well, can't oh, Randy.
2: On you. Randy Orton submarine his career. True. Mm.
0: So there's the, we have a we have a nice uh, per, we have a nice person that works in our in uh, my company's Jersey office uh, cleaning guy. His name is Anderson. So now because of Kennedy becoming Anderson, every time I see him, he's like Anthony, and I was like Anderson, and I had to explain to him why.
2: I'm sure he hates you for that.
0: No, he laughs.
3: You shouldn't have even told him. <laughs> <the count>. oh, <laughs> oh, wait, no. You yeah. might end up in it. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> good idea.
2: you might want oh, to tell him. Cena got himself up at
1: seven, maybe eight. And John Cena hanging as Hagar And wait a minute.
3: You know what's interesting? John Cena basically always has to really act as if he's having trouble picking something up. Because he's just that freakishly strong.
0: I thought someone had hard heads, huh?
3: It was mostly a one arm throw,
0: wasn't it? He's locationally challenged right now.
1: Micah doesn't know where he is.
0: Those steps were so made of <laughs> <in> plastic. A dream and rush that Cena must
1: created and found to get the strength and spotted that bruise or that... Torn up abdomen, and right back and it'll those steel steps right into the head of your opponent is perfectly legal in this match I've
0: seen down again by a phenomenal you know, if you ever got a chance a that referee uh, I think that's Mike Kiota. like sometimes he's been on podcasts I tell you if there's a guy second that second must have smoked before, a pack of cigarettes a, a day his whole life, you would not believe what he right. he's Oh,
3: Mike Kiota. yeah he sounds like this
0: very yeah,
3: I, I remember the first time I ever heard him speaking. like, recent, oh, hey, there's Like, there's like... Yeah, what? Yo, I mean, so then again, he's Arminius, scream, the screaming his lungs out during those matches.
0: Look at that. We got a few people that actually spent their money on that spinner belt.
2: The guy who has a worse voice is John
3: power. I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing every wrestler doing in person
1: narration of their fame.
3: Cuz they don't do it until they need
2: permanent leave.
1: laryngitis. This is one of the few well, I would say few matches we've seen John Cena in where the champ does not have the advantage, especially with that abdominal stretch.
2: Belly to belly sleepplex out of the bear hug. Should have given him a wedgie while he was doing this. start counting again. Man nobody's ever come out with the movie atomic wedgie i don't know i think that somebody's missing a golden oh. opportunity
0: i'm sure jerry lowland made jokes about it actually wait a second didn't wasn't there an angle where for the hardcore title where somebody got like an atomic wedgie coachman once
2: they did it with oh, like yes, dx
0: dx did it that's right thank you
2: This is good old days with signs. I'd rather be in China.
0: No, thank you. Although Sean Waltman did.
1: I have no earthly idea, but Umaga is, for him, seemingly carefully positioning the steps
3: exactly where Umaga wants them. Shout uh, out to Sean Altman for coming out with the fire tweets. This week coming back and going away. But it was all going in on a, a few former co-workers.
2: Okay, line, up, line it up Amaga to miss.
0: Was Omaga, like, the last Samoan that they made look like a savage? Like this? Like he couldn't speak English and shit? I wonder what changed the team. Well,
2: that's not appropriate anymore. What would he be called yeah. now? Vo- vocally challenged?
3: Well, they didn't get him to a point where he was speaking. That much I remember. Omaga? Really?
2: really? Umaga never spoke. Yes, he did.
0: Oh, Are you sure it wasn't the other way around? He spoke first, his a minute uh, warning, and then.
3: No, no, no. It was later on he oh. spoke. Um, I think they were trying to change their face or something, or make them more between them. Bye.
0: uh, There's some guy in like the front row when they have the hard camera on that I don't know why he looks like if uh, Elton John had been put in the Beetlejuice curse or something We do these to make fun of the fans from the time period, not because we actually enjoyed the matches.
1: Come on
3: now. Oh yes, it was during was it wasn't I'm trying to turn on the face, it was during a feud with CM Punk, I think.
1: Massive straight
3: That's when he spoke.
0: Well, that wasn't very baby face of him. He <laughs> need him in the Samoan sack.
2: Ouch. Now we know why we don't have any little umagas.
0: I thought he had
3: kids, no? Oh, I'm sure there were some little umagas. <laughs>
2: Wait, could he put him down any softer that's
3: exactly the do I can't believe that they managed to get announcers to scream out. five knuckle shuffle on a weekly basis.
2: Why? What does that mean? Oh, wait a
3: got to be me. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Reverend, I'll tell you it means something that, that I shouldn't be doing.
2: Sinful. Here comes the worst finishing move ever. <laughs> a fireman's carry.
0: That wasn't even a good one.
3: Oh my god, the counts
1: up to AJR. Cena how bright? Oh, see the bleeding. See the bleeding. He's up at nine. See this barely. Look at staggering. His legs are not under him. John Cena's staggering here. A bloody mess is the WWE champion. I'm afraid it's only a matter of time now. And savage attack, see the can't even get his hands up. Oh my god.
0: Rob, can you repeat
2: that? I said what was this? An
0: AEW? Two, right? <laughs> uh, you gotta hand when you and see are talking to each other Well, Rob, did you see that? Jason was right. He said, Samoa! He said what? Samoa!
2: Oh, Samoa. <laughs>
3: if you don't know. Uh, you Come on, you heard me the first time. I thought he was from Brooklyn. <laughs> well, that, that's one of the sections. <laughs>
0: Right the Samoan Park section Park. of Brooklyn. <laughs> Is that near Canarsie? Or a... <laughs> Jason walks through the Samoan section of Brooklyn to hit the subway. Every day. Right.
2: I'm very disappointed I've not heard one one police car go by. What the hell's going on over there? Right at night,
3: right Nobody's at
0: night. stealing his snacks. Not usually.
3: Oh, yeah, that's it. Exactly
2: right.
3: Nobody's out stealing my stuff. Sick.
2: What is Cena hooking
1: okay, up. Just switching. The worst
2: offense like I've ever seen.
0: Yo, Armando. What are your thoughts? Back on.
3: What are y'all's thoughts on the Samoan spike as a finisher?
2: It's a thumb to the throat. Ernie Landek did it first.
0: <laughs> mm. Oh, how many, how many finishers are original I don't think they ever will. especially now Cena to get
2: up and does. terry gordy I bet did it better
1: he was the not
3: poking in the eyes oh wait spike,
1: at least on that occasion well, all that shit, i'm afraid was buy john a little more time Cena being tied upside down. Cena upside down. Nothing the referee can do here, remember. No disqualifications. And that cut of John Cena is John, more pronounced than ever. That is in bad, bad shape. Look out here, there, look, out. Oh, look at
0: Cena! Cena set up. With those abs, I was really surprised that he could set up like that. WWE Champion is all I can
2: surmise. What do <laughs> way too early
0: oh look at that That, that's where Carmelo Hayes got his finisher from he was John
1: Cena
2: we used to go to when Anthony and I would go to shows we'd purposely boo Cena just to watch all the little kids go crazy Well, uh, Nothing like aggravating a nine-year-old.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, we have... Uh,
3: uh, it's okay. They deserve it. We
0: have the story they did. about... They went
2: for Cena. They asked for it.
0: We have the story about my nephew at that One Survivor Series that my bro- Stevie G, former co-host of the show, recorded. It was The Rock and John Cena against Awesome Truth. And afterwards... Little Jaden got a little excited. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna be friends!" And the rock hit the rock bottom this one more time. on John Cena. And Jaden started crying. And my brother got it on on video. Father of the year, right there. there. How he do it? I have no godly idea. Umaga
1: at seven or eight. And John Cena taking Umaga right through, right through the ring ropes. Umaga
0: is still standing. Damn. I can't believe that Dumaga had enough stamina to do this 20-plus-minute match. All that weight he's carrying around, these guys barely sweating. Estrada's sweating more than these two.
3: Yeah,
1: Estrada's seriously
3: sweating out oh,
1: there. into the steel ring steps once again. is using everything at I forgot about this spot. lying helplessly on the out, look out
0: why do i think i remember this doesn't he like run across all the two tables and then goes for the splash and see that just moves out of the way yeah i think so look at jr selling yeah. it
2: this is good daryl or good.
0: <laughs> oh, God, I remember this bastard. I'm
1: not just trying to win the WWE title, but then John Cena's professional career. Without running splash and destroyed the announce table, the referee is counting.
0: It was like a dive bomber that crashed and burned. Oh, wow, look at that WWE 24 7 on demand. The predecessor to the WWE Network in Peacock. The referee's up to six. It's right. He's you And
1: I know. Wait, wait. the referee oh. says to him. The got up nine. He didn't have to be back in the
2: ring. He just had to get up. That's all. Tina wearing the the uh, crimson
1: mask.
2: proverbial crimson mask.
1: Strata
3: to no good.
2: What is this a Rockers match? <laughs> Jason, you know what I'm talking about. Are you smiling because you're because you're trying to be uh, supportive? I'm always
3: supportive.
2: The Rockers and uh, we're wrestling the Heart Foundation for the tag team titles, and they were supposed to win the titles. But during the match, the top broke. And they nullified the win, and the Rockers never sniffed the titles again.
3: That's the match where they got really... Like, I never knew exactly why that happened, but that's the match where it happened. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it it was a Saturday Night's main event taping. It was two out of three falls. And actually, I think it's one of the Shawn Michaels DVDs that actually include the match. But...
2: They actually, You can actually see that match. I think it's on one of the, the tapes, or it's out there somewhere. I forget. It might be on the network. I, think, I know I saw it recently.
0: It's. It was on one of the Shawn Michaels DVDs, but the reason why it never aired, as Rob said, they used the top rope as the reasoning, but what really happened was Jim Neidhart did not renew, so they were taking the belts off the Hart Foundation, and sometime after the title change uh, and the air date, he renewed, so they just... Be, they use the top rope as the excuse to not air it. But the, oh, but the rope did legit break. Look
1: at Umaga's eyes. Look his mouth. Somebody better get seen off there. He's choking the life out of Umaga.
2: They should have given him an Alka Seltzer. Look at
0: My God, I can't believe this. Some more monsters. And us going right back. Yeah, I I forgot this. I thought he actually used a chain, not the rope.
3: Yeah. That's what I
0: couldn't remember.
2: I remember he used the ropes. When What's-His-Name was taking the ropes down, I'm like, oh, I remember how this match ends now.
0: Jesus Christ, how many freaking times did he have to do it? Come on, this has been 20 minutes already. We're losing our audience here, John. Come on.
1: up count as a five we're looking for ten we're three away I don't think he's going to get up this time
2: come on six seven eight nine ten let's go,
0: <laughs> go.
1: can the-
0: oh hello
3: uh that's that's one of the few matches where he didn't come out looking like a superman at the end he, like he,
0: he
1: really
3: looked to... like he just won
0: yeah, i don't recall him bleeding too often For that. It.
2: <laughs> John Cena still sucks Even though he was good in Peacemaker
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm going to have that theme song stuck in my head
3: mm. when, If he comes out To the Peacemaker theme song um, To that music would you root for him then? No, still no. Not even just a little bit. Give him like a uh, thirty seconds of applause.
2: Thirty seconds. That's thirty. That's twenty nine seconds too long. <laughs> Jason, have I mentioned I think John Cena sucks?
3: Mm. Mm. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs>
0: Uh
2: So
3: is your disdain for uh, John Cena greater or less than a certain someone's disdain for one Tommy Dreamer?
2: Oh, I don't think anything will ever beat the, the Tommy Dreamer disdain.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer.
2: I love the fact that I met Tommy Dreamer and he was nice to me.
0: So I always when
2: Freddie brings up the fact that he hates him, I always bring up how nice he was to me.
0: He was nice to me too when I met him.
2: And Beulah touched my stomach and everything. I was like,
0: oh. I didn't get that, but no. The show I went to and met Dreamer, he was in a Monsters Bowl match against Abyss, and it was a Northeast Wrestling show. And Beulah, with their daughters, were like watching in the stands, and I could see Beulah was kind of like cringing with some of the stuff going on. The other, one daughter sitting there unfazed, and the other one kind of looked up every once in a while and just went back to playing with her toy. It was really fun. Now when Freddy listens to this back, he's going to be like, really? They gave that guy oh, that we much know. attention? We Fuck know him. he's
2: not listening to this. How do we think we got him last time?
0: True. I True. don't think we're going to be we- able to pull that off again.
2: We... I was going to say, we should try to think of something, like, even if we don't do something, we should try to think of, like, we should try to act like we did something and see if he falls for it again. I don't, th-
0: I don't think he will now. I think you'd have to, like, come up with a different... You'd have to say one that, obviously, he'd say, no, you didn't do that, and then we're like, no, actually, all right, we did this one. We'd have to, like, come up with two or oh. three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like... Yeah, we're I ain't got, the, kind I got, got that kind of
2: time. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, do we want to wrap this
0: up? Yes, please.
2: Go ahead.
0: So we thank you all for listening. Remember us at sportsfrenzypodcast.com, sportsfrenzypodcast on Twitter, and sportsfrenzypod on Instagram, uh, as well as sportsfrenzypodcast on Facebook. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you soon. In the words of Eloso,
1: Peace.